Hello and welcome to the SBP podcast, the voice of mobile film. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and this is episode 51. If you're planning on being at the International Mobile Film Festival in San Diego next month, April 27th and 28th, you should know something. We encourage you to bring your smartphone and to not just keep it in your pocket. Okay, so you actually may want to turn the sound off for calls and notifications. I don't want to forget that. But we want you to be a part of the film festival and interact. Most importantly, you're going to be inspired and may want to cover portions of the film festival with your smartphone camera. And I don't just mean snapping photos. Our guest is Francesca Yego of Get Ahead Media in New Zealand. Francesca has been a part of our podcast before, and this is probably, I think it's her third time. But it's been about a year since she was last here. And like many of our passionate smartphone, video, and film star friends, her business is growing and she continues to learn too. So we thought we would ask Francesca to share what she's learned from her experience and her workshops about how to best capture an event using your smartphone camera to record video and sound. We say sound because if you don't get sound to go with the video, you're going to miss a whole lot. And if you want to get in-depth tips on recording audio with your smartphone in general, then you should join us on Patreon because our patrons receive exclusive benefits including special in-depth podcasts. Oh, actually, something I don't want to miss out on here. Um, Our patrons are already receiving early bird tickets to the International Mobile Film Festival that's taking place here in San Diego next month at a discounted rate. So go to patreon.com slash SBP podcast. Don't miss out. Now, speaking of missing out, let's go to beautiful New Zealand and talk to Francesca Diego now. Welcome to the SBP podcast. Uh, we're actually here with Francesca Diego. How are you doing, Francesca? Good. It's going to be back for my third time, maybe? Yeah, but <laughs> we won't do the you're striking three and you're out type thing. We still want <laughs> you to <laughs> keep coming back. Uh, Francesca is from Get Ahead Media. And so, um, you know, Francesca has had a very successful year. We were just making a little bit of a, we were having a little bit of a chat. And um, we can't believe how fast the year has gone by. The last time we spoke with you was in March. Yeah. So pretty much a year ago. Yeah. And yeah. so, and you know, and that this is a great little segue into what the topic of, of these uh, of our conversation really is going to be mm. about uh, because we're nearing next month is going to be the internet international mobile film festival. Uh, the eighth year that we've had the film festival. And oh, nice. uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, Francesca, did you know that it's, we're also celebrating the 10, the 10th anniversary of since I launched this film festival. Ah, oh, that is awesome. Yeah, it I feel like you, you should do something big for that. I well, you know what? I'm going back to the basics, which is stories. And and that's uh, yeah. when I realized it because I was I was trying to come up with a really good theme about what this entire year really is about, you know. And when I thought stories, it brought me back to ten years ago when I started this and you know why I that's started epic. this. Yeah, it yeah. really is. It's it's like almost like coming around full circle, you know, empowering the storyteller, you know, to share their stories using film, which is the best format, film and video, mm. um, using, you know, what you're doing, which is empowering people to use their smartphones, 
you know, so, mm-hmm. so it's all very connected um, to, to actually do that. And so the topic for, for this podcast is about, um, you know, just kind of connecting it with our film festival event. And hopefully people will listen to this before they come to our film festival yep. <laughs> and yep. they'll, they'll get some tips on how best to um, record videos uh, using their smartphones during events. Yeah. So Francesca, before we do that, just share uh, with our audience, for those who may just stumble upon our podcast for the first time, um, who haven't gone through all 50 other episodes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what, uh, what Francesca Diego does and what Get Ahead Media is doing for people. Yeah, sure. So oh. I guess, yeah. Uh, also, you're in New Zealand right now, right? Uh, yes, I am. Yes, okay. it is the evening here in New Zealand. End of my day, my Monday. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, um, and I just finished a day of work. Um, but here in New Zealand, yeah. So what I do with Get Ahead Media, I run Get Ahead Media, um, and essentially, I guess to boil it down, uh, I work a lot with entrepreneurs and business owners who hire me to propel their business forward using video, because most of them don't have either the skills or the gear or even know how to sort of capture and create their videos to really showcase their business. Um, So I help them to easily create awesome videos just using their phones um, to help grow their business uh, and reach more of their their customers and their clients. That's what I do on a a daily basis, uh, whether it's in-person workshops or online. When you're um, when you're teaching these these workshops, I was looking at your at your blog, and you've got some really good guides there as well mm. that that you're promoting there, and they're basically available to every single person listening to this podcast for free right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we can and, put some links down the bottom if it if it helps if that works. Yeah, sure, definitely we have to do that. Uh, but also, you've got some wonderful videos there that really, I mean, you know, it's it's all great to talk about about this stuff, but to also have all the videos that you have, especially I went to your YouTube. You guys oh, yeah. need to subscribe to her YouTube so you can get all these videos as they're coming up. Um, yeah. It's amazing because you have videos there for just about every topic that people want to learn about. Yeah, and all filmed and edited on my phone. Amazing. So you're like on a surfboard because she's a surfer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like shooting stuff. And then you're like kicking back after you hit a wave, right? And you're like, I'm just going to edit this right here on my phone right now. Absolutely. (laughs) Yep, in my waterproof case. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's something that people need to know because, uh, uh, there are people who, who claim, well, I can't, I can't shoot it with my smart smartphone because it's not waterproof. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you can. Yeah. And you know, the water cases have been out for, wow, since like, I'm, I'm actually thinking 2011 when, uh, wow. I was talking to it somebody. It hasn't been that long. Yeah. There was a, there was a filmmaker uh, that I met, he wasn't a filmmaker, filmmaker. Uh, mm. but what he did was he was a scuba diver and he was sharing with me this, this thing that he found in, underwater and he found a case that could go so many feet deep. I think it was like 300 feet deep or something like that. Uh, oh yeah. Oh wow. And, um, and he said he wanted, but he wanted to go even deeper than that. So he could get under this thing and, and record all this wonderful interesting stuff that he found i can't say much more because i don't know if he ever published this stuff but it was kind of very secretive you know discovery um and uh and we met and as a matter of fact sometimes we still have a conversation but he brought this case to our film festival um yeah and it was a real it was like this big plastic thing you know and um and that was already back then you know in 2011 um, so isn't that interesting? And then there were bags after that and all Oh these... yeah, but bags don't go very deep. No, they don't. But the other, the other thing that I kind of, I'm now that we're on this topic, 
<laughs> how um how deep can a smartphone you feel like we're doing the how low can you go <laughs> yeah yeah so it all depends on the case because the cases are specifically designed for the amount of pressure the deeper That's... you go so the one I had was 60 feet oh. but the one next to that one the one above that which was cheaper was 10 feet and then the one underneath that through this particular company that I bought mine from was a hundred feet and that was four years ago yeah I think um because I, I got it for my my success that was the first one I got the one I have now I think is 100 feet um but I do believe they go deeper yeah well you know this again this was back in 2011 you know maybe it was 100 feet you know oh maybe, I don't know maybe not 300 feet I'm you know somebody could be looking this up and and find out because um uh it'd be it'd be good for people to know because scuba diving um, is one thing, you know, you do have to depressurize your, your ears. Mm. You don't yep. want to, my dad, my father was a scuba diver, my, um, and so it's, <laughs> it's like, uh, there were people that he would go under with. And I remember, um, you know, some of them getting sick after, and he would tell them, I told you that you can't, <laughs> you can't just like slack on that one. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. So, so yeah, so that's always, and he used to do underwater photography too with his, his camera. He was also a photographer and he used to do that as well. And, um, and that, yeah, he used a case for that. So those have been around since forever, you know, for regular yeah. cameras. So yes, absolutely. It, it only makes sense that they would do them for smartphones. So uh, obviously we're not going to talk about underwater yeah. video. <laughs> as fun as that is. I know. Right. Yeah. Um, but we're going to talk about some other events. So, Francesca, uh, regarding events, like um, I have a question for you, and I think I was starting to to ask you this. Now, first of all, you can shoot an event on an iPhone and Android, whatever the heck you want, you know, for the most yes. part. And most phones, and it is it. Most phones nowadays um, are shooting in 4K. But if you're in an mm-hmm. event, right? And mm. of course, you want to get the best quality footage. That's quite. Uh, a, a balancing act right there because you're at an event, you may have limits with, I mean, you're going to shoot photos and you're going to shoot videos. And um, also you may not have a place where you can readily recharge your phone. Plus yeah. video already, you know, when you're recording video for a long period of time, it does tend to heat up your phone as well. Oof, and, then, yeah. and then you drain the battery very fast. There, there's so many so many things that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a question about audio. So, yes. so basically, and now address the, the video stuff, but also include in that, you know, I used to shoot a lot of events and I remember a friend of mine saying, you shoot a lot of events. Why don't you shoot my wedding? I'm like, well, you know, because the audio, and this is, this was with a regular, you know, camera. Um, yeah. I said, you know, it, it I, it would be nice to have somebody, you know, running the audio separately, you know, so that while I'm here recording with the microphone, they can use the boom button mic, you know, and hold that at the other end. And she didn't understand and um, and why I was telling her that. But it turns out that the band that was playing was actually her daughter who was getting married. <laughs> ah, so yep. she said, uh, and I said, well, then what you do is, if if I'm editing this, you ask her to, you know, is somebody there, they can record it professionally, and then I can work that sound in. Because this is yeah. what happens, guys. You get with, with the camera, your phone, right in front of the stage, and you're doing close-ups and pans and all these cool little angles of them on stage or whatever, of the yep. band. And guess what happens to the audio? So if you've got bass or drums or anything like that, every time they they boom, that totally blows out your your yeah. audio. So it comes in and out, in and out. It sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. So what would you give people advice to, uh, what advice would you give people? Well, this is a great night for me to be doing a podcast when I can't speak, right? <laughs> um, what would you advise people? Uh, people to do in a situation like that with audio with specifically yeah yeah. especially if they're by themselves 
Yeah. So um, I film events. I actually filmed this really um, amazing event where the, the first female beatboxing champion was performing. And I was commissioned to film her specifically. And so I had to get good audio because she's, you know, a beatboxer and a singer. You have to get the good audio for what she's saying. Right. So um, my best advice is kind of two elements to this. And I captured the audio in two ways uh, and used both. But you ha- if you want to get good audio from an event, <laughs> and if you're there as a participant, it's a bit trickier, but you might have to make friends with someone, um, is actually going to the, um, the sound booth guy and get a feed out of his sound desk, which has all the audio for the event, and record it onto your, ex- your, onto your phone or an external device. Mm-hmm. That is the only way to get crystal clear audio for everything that is happening related to the microphones and who's speaking and, and the, the sound that's being broadcast to the viewers, participants, attendees right. um, at an event. That is the best way to get clear And audio. then you can blend that in as a second, as the, as the second track with the natural sound. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so the next thing to do is um, if you're using, when you're using your phone is actually not to use the built-in camera app because it doesn't allow you to control the audio. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is actually, I use Filmic Pro. Most people have heard of Filmic Pro now. There's a a couple options out there, but I just prefer Filmic Pro. I've been with them since they started. Um, Download Filmic Pro and use that to film your event because you can actually control the audio. So you have complete control and turning it way down because they're going to be playing music and it's going to be quite loud and have it set at that limit that whole time. Or you can test out the auto function and it actually auto gains based on the sound that's coming. Uh, that's kind of the easier side of things when you don't have additional gear, like to go and plug into the sound booth and make friends with the sound booth guy. Um, <laughs> that's for kind of capturing the, the sound of the, the whole event uh, as a whole. It depends what you're filming though at the event. So if you're focusing on the, the, the speakers, for example, I'm assuming there's going to be speakers at your um, at the film festival. Yeah. That kind of thing works in terms of getting getting the audio. Um, if you're filming a you know a, a band, that would be different. Yeah, when you gonna... get into the music thing, that gets tough. Yeah, yeah. So you have to have to get comfortable already by making friends with the sound booth guy well, in that <laughs> instance. But it also depends if you're going to go film interviews with say people going, oh, what do you think of the event? You know, outside of the the main stage, so to speak. Then you're gonna you're gonna need to get a good good microphone in order to cut out the sound noise of everyone chatting in the background and to get the the interview that you want. You know, I noticed when I was filming. Um, well, I'm gonna drop some names here now. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> so when I was interviewing Ari Tyros uh, during mm-hmm. during um, our film festival in 2017, and he won. Um, I believe it was. Well, I can't remember now. Sorry, Ari. He won something. He won one of the top <laughs> prizes, okay? Um, and I was interviewing him. Uh, you know, he had his trophy and everything. It was fantastic. And he, what I did was I just I just grabbed my the first microphone I had because, you know, there was a lot going on. And I was like, come outside and let's interview you really quick. And everybody wanted to talk to him because he became instantly more famous. Yep. <laughs> and... Um, and so I handed him my shotgun mic, and I, I love Audio-Technica. Mm-hmm. Audio-Technica, yeah. to me, yeah. is the best brand. Now, Audio-Technica should, should, should sponsor my film festival now because <laughs> I'm just like, this isn't an advertisement, guys. I love them. Um, yeah. And their, their prices, uh, they've never let me down. Even with their cheapest microphones, they've never let me down. It's always higher quality than, than the others. Mm. Um, but... I grabbed my Audio Technica. Now, this is an old one. Uh, I think it's an ATR 100, if I'm correct. I can't remember. Mm. Um, shotgun mic. And I said, here, just hold this. I'm not pointing this. So you just hold it like a microphone and let's record this. And when I played that back, the sound of that was amazing. Amazing yeah. compared to a regular condenser mic. Yeah. It yeah. was. It had a lot of oomph to it, you know, like a like a DJ, like a you know radio guy, or or just like you know sound coming from you know a Hollywood film or something like that. You can totally tell the difference between that and other microphones. Yeah, no, it's about it's having that right microphone, eh, for for, for yeah. the gig. 
um, when you're going to do that kind of like interview style stuff for sure. Yeah. And I, and you know, that's an XLR mic, not excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's an XLR mic, uh, you know, hooked up to a cable just to give the visuals to, to our listeners. Um, and it's connected to another device that I love and it's the older one, the, uh, the iRig pro pre. Oh yes. Yep. And I use that, but what that has is it has an audio jack on it as well. And so what I do is, so one, the cable goes into your, if, you know, if you have a phone with an audio jack or if you just get the adapter, you can put it in there. Um, but I use the headphones to monitor the sound and then I can use the gain control just just by listening to it, you know, so I can watch the, the video. And by doing that, I was just, I'm just able, and I did this at Comic Con too, where no matter what mic you have hooked up to this thing, you're able to monitor the sound through, you know, through their app, through their iRig app. Yes. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome that you can do things like that with the, um, with the audio, but, um, share with us, um, when it comes to video now, because we're going to talk more about audio, um, in the, uh, the bonus exclusive, um, episode that we're going to put on our Patreon, um, for, um, for our patrons. I tried mm-hmm. not to, I have to think about how I say that Patreon yeah. patrons, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, later, but let's talk now about video and what, because, uh, we have, um, you know, we have some limits, right. When we go to an event to what, you know, you, you, part of you is coming there to enjoy the event. <laughs> the other part of you is going there because you don't want to ever forget it. And you may want to do something and, you know, maybe promote your friends who are part of the event or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I knew this question was so come yeah. Up. So it's not like you go in there with duffel bags full of gear. <laughs> yep. Yep. So what would you say? Well, see my, my, cause I've filmed so many events now and I've either been, you know, I've done like where my friends have colleagues have gone, Oh, can you, you can come to my event for free and can you do a video? Like, you know, that's kind of like, you know, give take kind of thing. Right. This is back in the day. Um, people are going to not like what I have to say when I say this, but that's okay. I think personally, we might delve further into this and I'll give you some options, but if you're going to an event for the purpose of being an attendee, you go to enjoy the event, not to film it. This is my opinion. Right. If you're going to film it and say you want to promote your friends and promote yourself being there, maybe you want it for social media, you know, you're like, hey, I'm going to this event, you know, and you, you need the video and some interviews with you talking about the event, you know, um, for your social media, then my recommendation is get someone else to come with you and film you. Because that way you can, if you're an attendee, you can actually focus and enjoy the event. It kind of comes down to like people like, you know, half watching TV and on their phone at the same time. No one's ever giving their full attention to one thing. Yeah. Um, and I think if you're going to film it, give the full attention to filming. If you're going to be attending, give the full attention to attending. Not the answer you probably wanted. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not that. It's the, I'm, I'm connecting with everything that you're saying. I mean, but only on a level because personally... I can't seem to enjoy anything without capturing. And this is since I was a little kid. I mean, I got my first camera when I was seven years old. I yeah. was talking to some families uh, a, a few weeks, well, a few months ago, actually, you know, as we were saying, time flies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we were talking and they said, well, if they would have had Instagram when you were a kid, your Instagram would have had hundreds of thousands of photos by now because everywhere you went you were capturing something uh you know with you know taking photos of something you know yeah i was the same eh? no matter what it it was it it could have been a rock it didn't matter i would take him i would take photos so i have and i'm sure i'm not the only one i have this habit of i go to events it's also an icebreaker yeah. You know, if you go, if you go alone to events ever, and you know what, like I have no issue going to events by myself a lot. Yeah. Um, but if it, it's a great icebreaker because you're there and you're shooting photos and, you know, you still get to eat, you know, and all that stuff and, and meet people and mingle, but you also get to, you know, have some fun and, and stay active in a way instead of just set, kind of sitting in a corner type of yeah. a thing. 
I guess um, if you're introverted, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, good... and I'm a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, right in the middle, yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, I can, I can be very, very social and not shy or anything. It has nothing to do with that. It's just that sometimes you want to have that space. And yeah. um, when you're in public or something like that and, and you do that, have you ever gone to a to a party or something and you're like, you know, I'm just going to sit on the sofa and just kind of watch everybody and then somebody comes next to you and goes, What's wrong? <laughs> uh, I've never had someone come up to me and say, what's wrong? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Maybe what's you're wrong looking sad you? or something. Yeah, it's like, well, because you're not, you know, like everybody else jumping around and, you know, it's like, well, I just want to have this moment where I'm people watching. Yeah, know? people watching. Absolutely. I totally get it. I totally do that too. Yeah. But so someone I, always wants to come over and break the ice with you. But I've never had someone say what's wrong specifically. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. So I guess people care about me. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. <laughs> right? Uh, but but only during parties. No, anyways. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, let's um, – so if you're going to an event, then mm-hmm. – uh, and you are uh, – for our listeners, you are you're asked to go to an event or you know that you're going to go to an event and you are expected – Maybe they're not even asking you. They're just expecting you to mm. capture stuff, right? Then you should yeah. concentrate on that and focus on that. And you should bring yeah. some gear with you, right? Well, you don't even need a lot of gear. You just, mm-hmm. you need obviously your phone. Right. Not really much you can do about lighting unless you bring a light. But let's assume that you're not gonna, and that's right. fine. And um, we maybe we can talk about that. But uh, you need to bring at least your phone and some form of additional microphone. At the very least, those are the two things you need. Yeah. Beyond that, you can obviously bring, uh, like, I would recommend a rig um, just because it will make it easier for your filming to be a bit more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, free with your wandering around getting videos kind of stuff. Right. Uh, as opposed to, you know, a tripod and that kind of stuff, just bringing a small rig. But, um, yeah, you don't need lots of gear regardless of what you're doing, you know, as long as there's expectations <laughs> of yeah. what you're, what you're doing for the event. Uh, but as long as you're, you, you know, if you're going to be concentrating the, on the, on filming the event, film the event. Don't, you're not now, there as a participant. I would not recommend bringing tripods to an event. No, um, no, guess, not yeah. if you're, yeah. Because it, it can be, a, there's a liability issue with that. Um, you know, plus you're obtrusive. Plus, really, when you walk away to do handheld stuff, who's watching your tripod and, you know. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, but uh, some sort of, you know, I've used a shoe to stabilize my phone before. Just as long <laughs> as I, I mean, I, I could show you that, uh, how I do that, especially with shoelaces. Like I just put my phone in the shoe and um, nice. literally, yeah. And just because it's something, it could be a piece yeah. of wood. It doesn't matter <laughs> with two yeah. rubber bands on each side, as long as you get the lens you know, that's not covered and, and you can not hold your phone, uh, with your fingers. It's, it's good to go. It helps you keep it balanced. Um, but, but yeah, just something to balance your phone. And, and like you said, a rig where you can attach. Now you, when we were talking before, uh, I'm pretty sure that we were talking about, even if you don't have a microphone to at least use your, your ear pods, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're going to be interviewing someone. Yeah. So if you're yeah. if you're in a noisy event or something like that, then even that will help, right? Oh, absolutely, as opposed to the built-in microphone on the phone, for sure. Yeah. And then you can walk away a little bit, like not walk away, but I mean you can you can put a little more distance between you and yeah. the person that you're because I don't know about most of you guys, listeners, but I don't like it when someone has a camera right on my face doing a close-up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> right. Um, and what do you what it what is some of your advice on the settings for the phone to get the most out of it? You know, you're you're playing the balance game there, right? Yeah. So, because you don't know what the, especially if you're not going to the event early or you know what venue it's going to be at, you don't know what like the lighting situation is going to be and that kind of stuff. Um, and so if you're using, uh, well, even on iPhone or Android, getting some kind of app, that's not just the built-in camera app, just because you can absolutely film with that, but it just doesn't give you the control to be able to get a really great quality picture like Filmic Pro or even open camera is a free one on, um, Android using some kind of app that allows you to control all those things like the amount of light and your audio levels and that kind of thing. 
how heavy does it matter how heavy a, uh, an app is and i mean heavy like jam-packed with features and things like that which tend to sometimes unless you have a really good phone and a lot of memory it kind of does seem to eat up a lot of that yeah well <laughs> i think phones nowadays they seem to have enough memory like i still run filmic pro the current version of filmic pro on my iphone yeah. 6s and it works fine cool um and so that's like what's that a couple of years, four years old now than the success come out? I don't know. That's what I have. And that's like, I don't know, 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it came out four years ago, the success. Um, and I still use Filmic Pro on that. Um, the only thing you're looking at is if you get the very bottom of a range smartphone that doesn't actually have much camera capability already, then no, you can't, you can't sort of use an additional app in there. Um, but uh, otherwise, most phones are capable. And that's why the cool thing with Android is you've got open camera that you can download on your phone for free and always give it a go to make sure it's compatible before you actually, you know, right. go out to your event. Uh, as opposed to Filmic Pro, well, it costs money from the outset. <laughs> so, yeah, although I think, I think Filmmaker, iFilmmaker, yeah. Filmmaker uh, is free, has a free trial. Hmm. So you, should, you could check out that. And it's similar to Filmic Pro. It doesn't quite give you the same level of, um, uh, of usability in terms of controlling everything, but it is very similar and I think they give you a free trial. So you can always try the app. And that's the thing is try this before you go out to the event. You don't want to get to the event and go, oh, man, it doesn't work. Well, yeah, it do doesn't, and it doesn't help if you don't try it also because, you know, you it could break down on you. Like it could have all yeah. these flaws that you don't even know about. Like what about uh, ProCam? ProCam. I don't know if I've used that one. Is that one? That one's Android, right? No. No, is that, that one's it's a, it's an iPhone app. I've I've had it for a number of years. I, it's it's it has like raw cam raw you know for photos photos yeah that, yeah but it also has a video um, component to it. Yeah, so I I think I actually have it on my phone, and I've only <laughs> used it once because okay. <laughs> only because of the fact that I use Filmic Pro and right. it's just the best out there. So that's why I just use that. Um, so I can't really talk to the usability of that because I've only used it once. <laughs> Well, you know, Filmic Pro, so there's this thing when I was in, in college, we were talking about brands, right, and marketing, mm. and uh, there's tissue that you use for blowing your nose or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, then there's Kleenex. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody says, will you please fetch some tissue? They say, get me some Kleenex. Yes. <laughs> and that's Especially what I in the consider- States. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens with Filmic Pro. Uh they're the yeah. they're the um I I forgot who I was talking to. It was a very random conversation with a complete stranger, which I have those every day. Um <laughs> and uh they said, Oh yeah, yeah. Um I use this app called Filmic Pro. And I said, Really? And he shows it to me on the phone and it was just like it was not Filmic Pro. <laughs> and wow. He, he said, That's not Filmic Pro. He says, oh, well, yeah, but it's like a Filmic Pro app. And I'm like, a, oh, like a whoa. Filmic Pro app is not Filmic Pro. So Filmic Pro is the actual brand, the make of the, you know, the name of the app. And they're like, oh, I thought that just meant like because of the word. It was a pro app, yeah. It was like oh. that meant that was an app for filming. Wow. You know? And so I'm funny. like, wow, I should talk to, uh, you know, Neil Barham and tell him, you know, hey, guess what? People are, you're going into the Kleenex yeah. um, area. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> so it's a very popular app. Um, and also, you know, uh, when it comes to doing events, um, there's another thing where I, I really do want to address. Now, I'm a big fan of shooting horizontal I mean um, Mm. yes horizontal versus vertical and that's because I feel like especially in an event uh well in a film I mean anything you don't want to limit where the screen where you're going to see this on the screen but during an event you really want to capture the scene and to capture a scene you want to get more than just the middle you want to open the door all the way yeah I, I take your point and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to not argue with you, but <laughs> oh yeah, because there's... I, as, as, a film, as a filmmaker, like I, I started as a filmmaker, I totally get horizontal. It all depends on what are you going to do with this event video? Are you capturing it for yourself, you know, or for, you know, YouTube or that kind of thing? Because yeah, horizontal, even if you were capturing it for Facebook, shooting horizontal and then cropping it to square, 
yeah. you know, is also something you do. But if you're if you're doing it for a Snapchat or you're doing it for IGTV or, you know, a vertical-based platform, then you definitely want to film in vertical. Right. So it all depends on where you intend on your video going. But what about after? Like, in other words, um, so let's say that you recorded in vertical and then you get the opportunity to actually say, you know what, this really came out really nice, but I, I would like to play this on another display. Or somebody's asking, hey, I want to incorporate this in my event video. And then they're yeah. going, did you really shoot all of it in, you know, in vertical? You know, something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, I, like I said, it all depends on what you're going to use it for. So if you're intending on going, I'm going to put this on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and my LinkedIn or something, right. then if you shoot in vertical uh, landscape, you can pretty much make something for all of those pa- platforms. But if you're like, I'm all about IGTV or I'm all about Snapchat, and yeah. that's how you grow your following and you grow your audience and, and whatever it is you do on there, they're going to be paid off if there's a landscape video right. well, here, in the middle of, here's of the Snapchat. Thing. I, I see that I see the benefit of for vertical and mm-hmm. that is so if you're using live you know like yeah, live yeah, videos yeah. usually yeah. people are going to be the apps for that in other words are um are vertical right yes yeah on Facebook it's you know Leaving out Facebook. Either or. Yeah, because it's either or on Facebook. I, I I would rather show the scene. But here's the other thing. A lot of people where they're doing live videos, especially the ones where, well, like you do these, where you're mm-hmm. talking. It's like I call them a selfie video, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so the person speaking, um, if you are in a setting, like let's say you're in your bedroom, right? And you're yeah, doing a yeah. selfie video. And what's in the background? Well, there's your bed and there's like half your laundry happens to be on your bed. You know, (laughs) it's not one of the, and you don't really think about that. You're just like in the moment and blah, blah, blah. And whoever is watching it is going, yeah, but I can't keep my eyes off the laundry. Ooh, I have a shirt like that. Ooh, where did you get those? You know, I don't know. It's just. (laughs) No, 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 absolutely. Um, I agree with you. So for a vertical video for something like that, I think it's perfect because it helps you not have to look for ways to hide the surrounding. Yeah, And still have to be super close up, you know, to, to. To fill up an entire landscape video with just your face, you know that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's scary. <laughs> yeah, too close, too close. Very intense. Um, so for stuff like that, I would definitely say so. So for Snapchat, right? And you said like LinkedIn, IGTV. Yeah, um, yeah. I've seen people doing the IGTV, and I'm going well. If you f- if you lock your orientation while you're watching an IGTV landscape video and then you just kind of turn it, you c- it, it'll still look like a YouTube video, but you can't mm-hmm. count on everybody to do that. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know, it looks sideways. There's no way around that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so that's the other thing. What about doing, um, what about lighting? How do you work around with lighting? Yeah, so unless you bring a light with you, so unless you come prepared, there's very little you can do in an enclosed space. Like often these things are like done on stages where there's like not much lighting. There's nice mood lighting happening on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> and you can always take advantage of that. Um, and that's where, again, I'm, you know, I'm going to say it again, but if you don't have a light, Filmic Pro or another filming app, let's cool. be clear, there's others out there, allow you to control the light because – Often what you find with the, the the camera that's on your phone in like low lighting situations is it auto does it for you, but then you end up with a really grainy image. Yeah. Whereas if you have an app where you can control what the shutter speed is and what the ISO is and, you know, that kind of light measurements, then you have a better chance of making your image not look so grainy and terrible. What about it? What about the other thing that happens too in a lot of events? So you get, you know, you know, so people like, let's say you're at a wedding. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm stuck on weddings, probably because I had that one experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's say you're at a wedding. So they have very well lit areas and then mm-hmm. not so well lit areas. Then they have the area where everybody's dancing with the strobe lights and all these things. Mm. Too. How can you 
help your video come out at least halfway decent while it's trying to adjust? What can you do to to lock that in a way that the your 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 video doesn't just blow out and 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 stuff like that? Okay, so if you're, I mean, the easiest way because if you don't know really what you're doing with it when it comes to lighting is actually let your phone do the work. Whether you're on a pro app or or, or the default camera, it will auto adjust. If you lock your exposure to one setting and then turn across, all of a sudden that next setting that you're on is like pitch black or way blown out. Super blown out. Yeah. Um, so unless you know how to change, like in a pro app, you can actually make those changes on the fly. If not, it's best to probably leave it on auto if you don't know what you're doing, only because the phone will go, oh, too much light here. Or, you know, so I'll make it nice and even lighting. Oh, no light over here. I'll boost it up a bit. Um, but if you can focus on shooting, I mean, depending on what happened in the, at your event, but if you're going to do some interviews or, you know, get some exterior shots of people like mingling or whatever it is, try and aim for those areas that have the good light and set your lighting for those areas. So go and take your person and go, hey, can we just do a quick interview over here? Because there's better lighting over here right? <laughs> um, near a window or whatever it is you're doing just to get that better light. So your video's not grainy. It doesn't look, you know, like something – I don't know, it's not so good's happening in the dark shadows of the corner of the <laughs> Something of the scary. It's like, what is that yeah. movement? Um, there's another thing too in event videos, and um, I'm not going to bring up, <laughs> I'm not going to bring up people, um, but um, people in my personal history, <laughs> in yeah, my yeah. past, that used to grab my camera, this is my regular video camera, and they would just go oh, yeah. ape wall with it, and they were just like, oh, look over here, look over there. And that was, like, nauseating. So you <laughs> do want to – now, here's the thing, guys. So, first of all, you're going – you're thinking that because you're panning, which is the movement of going left to right with, mm -hmm. with the camera, um, you're thinking that you're capturing everything in between. No, you are not. You're only capturing point A to point B. Everything in between, depending on how fast you go, is going to be completely out of focus. Mm -hmm. And every single movement on a camera appears, what appears normal to you as far as the rate of speed is 10 times faster on mm -hmm. video when you look at it. So you want to go, so say you want to do a slow pan, you want to go even slower than what you Oh, think. yeah. Absolutely. Or just do stationary shots. Yeah. yeah, and then cut them together if you're not if you don't feel capable that of doing a really boring, slow pan. Though, yeah, but still, that's better than that's better than than going fast and going all over the place. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing about that is, like we were just talking about the different lighting. You know, I think that if you pan, you know, from something that's dark to something light uh, in auto mode, you're not going to get that big of a drastic. Um, change of light uh on your on your phone it's gonna mm. it's gonna adjust a little easier it's not gonna it's gonna be a little more subtle yeah yeah because so, phones especially if you have a new phone they're getting much much smarter at this kind of stuff yeah. um so yeah well yeah i mean if you get a smartphone and it's not getting smarter it's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to look at it my my uh my really wacky sense of humor is coming out tonight um, <laughs> always right uh, oh thanks for pointing that out always, no, always yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so okay so what about um when we were talking about before about plugging into a sound mixer or a microphone if that's possible what yes. exactly are the steps for doing that on your phone so I would recommend, you could just do it. If, as long as you're getting a, okay, so you need a, first you need the cable to fit into the, the sound desk of, you know, the sound booth guy. Uh, and that depends on what kind of output he has. Hopefully he has at least a stereo head jack mm -hmm. because like, even if it's just coming at and out into the headphones, you can still get that into your, into your phone. Um, so hopefully he has one of those. So you need a cable that goes from the desk, stereo, XLR, whatever it is, right. into your phone. So you can so, use the iRig with the XLR. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then what I would recommend is using some kind of pro audio app. But if not, you could just use the on iPhone. You could just use the memo, the memo recorder. Yeah. Um, to record that audio into your phone. The memo recorder got better. It is. It's pretty good. 
Yeah, I got a lot better. I think it was a couple updates ago or something like that. And I was testing. I was like, you know, even without a, you know, without a microphone or anything, this sounds a lot better than it used to. Yeah, I agree. Because it used to be set up for just, um, I guess, memos. If anybody even knows what that is, it's like what people used to do before Facebook. (laughs) So true. (laughs) It's like a journal type of a thing, uh, you know, where you're recording the audio. Now, why bother? You can just go on Facebook and do a live video. <laughs> I'm just sure. making fun of, of of the world today, but why not? We might as well yeah. laugh because it's it's all true. And um, and besides, you know, yeah, so the, the, the microphone, that app, the memo app. I, yeah, voice memo, I think it's cool. And it, yeah, and the thing is, it's, it's you forget that you have these apps on the phone. Yeah, you know, um, to use with things like this, um, our phones are. Believe it or not, I'm I'm going to say this. There's more to our phone than our cameras. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. It is true. Um, but yeah, so um, let me ask you something now because I'm going to give a shout out to. We have a a group for the podcast on Facebook, mm. and you're in that group. So you saw earlier that I posted uh, to our friends there that we were going to be talking with you. And, um, you know, before I do that, I should probably, I closed it because I'm recording you and I didn't want sounds coming out from the notifications on that right into the recording. But, um, okay, good. So there was a question there uh, from Brian Hennings. I don't know if you know who Brian Henning is. Um, no. Brian Hennings was actually our first prize winner last year in a oh, cool. film festival. And he was here in San Diego and that was his second year that he came out to San Diego. Cool. Um, and, um, he asked a question, Brian asked, um, how do you balance getting great <laughs> footage? Did you, did you hear me? Yeah, I heard you. Okay, let me do it. (laughs) Let me (laughs) ask it one more time because I wasn't sure. Because I was talking, I wasn't sure what happened there. Um, How do you balance getting great footage with uh, enjoying the event yourself and not getting in the way, distracting participants and or the audience? Yep. It's right into kind of like what we were speaking about before. It was. But... The other way, like, okay, we know that you want to do either or, but how how would you balance that if you wanted to? Look, it all comes down to having a plan. You need to know what it is you want to get out of filming the event. Um, is it just for personal or is it for your social media? Uh, is it for Susie? Um, <laughs> you know, you, you need to know what your plan is before you go go into it. Like, if you can, like, you see, I guess you put out your um, your event rundown out you know what's happening before the day or no like do people know nine o'clock this is happening 12 o'clock this is happening or no well he's what he's doing um he's asking like for our film festival like you know because he's been to two of them so he knows what happens there and of course we don't in our film festival we're not like oh everybody silence your phones put them away (laughs) you know we're not we're just not gonna do that we're the opposite. Yeah. We're like, hey, take them out, have fun, you know, share. <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. And so he's thinking, well, how would someone, let's say someone comes to our film festival and they've got the program, they know what's going on. But even though they know what's going on, they want to record stuff. And yeah. how can they do that without without getting in the, like, for example, let me give you an oh, example. The getting in the way, yeah. I'm focusing on the great video. Yeah. And I'm going to get to the getting away first. Yeah. So, um and the other thing too, you know, people have asked me, can you get the audience reaction while they're watching my film? And I'm like, I can't because that would mean me getting in front of this between the screen and the mm-hmm. people that are watching it. And that would be interrupting people from watching your film. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, so, and so no one can really do that. And, and of course you can always get at an angle from the side of the room yeah. and get yeah. something like that. But if you're close to the front to get their faces, people are going to be looking at you really are being disruptive. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, if you want to, yeah, okay. If you want to get great footage, you need to plan. Is my thing. But if you're wanting to just like go on the fly and don't have a plan, um, and you don't want to get in people's way, I guess is the thing. Is there you, you need to think of it, I guess, as a viewer as well as the video taker. So would you like someone standing right in front of you <laughs> to block your view of the video that you're trying to watch while someone's trying to get get um, you know your, your footage? It's just about being considerate. Um, because if you're not getting paid for it, when you're getting paid for it, you know, you can say, look, I have to capture this for the event holder. When you're not getting paid for it, you have to be a good citizen, you know, do as, do unto others as you do to yourself kind of thing, you know, as they do unto you, whatever that 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 quote is. Yeah. Um, be a considerate human. Don't, you know, block people if you wouldn't like to be blocked. Um, but beyond that, how do you not get into people's way? Oh, it's a tricky one. Because at events, there's, there's depending on how many people are there, um, basically his his question is like how do you get great footage without doing that i mean it's to be honest i i brian i'm going to answer that for you it's practically impossible <laughs> yeah unless you're being paid and you can go i'm getting paid yeah. and i must get this you you can't really like block other people yeah and I would say, so there's other other parts of the event. Let, let's say, you know, while speakers are talking mm-hmm. or, um, or while, while everybody's mingling and things like that. It's just a matter of, um, like, for example, like I, events are my thing. So I used to do a lot of videography for, for events. That's what I would get paid for, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I, there were certain people that, um, that were very important for the organization and mm-hmm. they didn't like having a camera on their face. Mm-hmm. And there are people who are completely not part of the event. They just are audience members, attendees and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I used to do is make eye contact with people as I'm approaching them with the camera to get <laughs> a little bit of a reaction and read that and say, I don't think they're okay with this you know yeah so or, true yeah or not or um and and this is hard to do is is actually zooming in you know uh you don't do it for films on video production you do yeah on your phones you got to be careful unless you have a dual camera though because then you'll just it's, get really terrible footage yep and because you lose the resolution whenever you're doing yeah. that yeah um, you just cropping the image yeah yeah and that's why you don't do it on films you know yeah. you actually dolly in and out and stuff like that um, but, uh, it's a very tricky thing to do when you're, when you're recording people. Um, but I would say, you know, use your instincts too. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and make sure that you, you know, and you can even approach people ahead of time and say, Hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to be getting people, you know, <laughs> it, de- it just depends, you know, uh, yeah. on how to handle that. But, yeah, Brian, I, I would really, it's it's kind of a tricky thing. Everybody has a different way. You know, what you can get away with, somebody else cannot get away with. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you can steal candy from this baby, but not that one. Yeah, yeah, so true, so true. Um, yeah. That's a horrible way of looking at it. But I mean, you know, it's um, it, it just depends on the person. It's basically for our listeners, I would say. You know, if you look pro, you can get away with more. You so can. if you look like if you have a lot of gear and you're out filming, people will be like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and they'll like move out of your way because they true. assume that you're the pro person filming that gig. So if you look real pro, you can usually get away with more. And at the same time, you say, "No, don't get out of the way. I want you to be in this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends on what you're filming. Yeah, for right? sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's horrible when you're going. Oh, I want. I love this crowd scene. You know, of this group of people talking and laughing and having a good time and then you come up across and they're like oh let me get out of the way it's like oh there's yeah. nobody left now like, damn it <laughs> <laughs> um so that was a really great question thanks for asking that brian um and so okay what else can we tell people i really want to tell people a little bit more about what you do before we before we move on to our patreon episode um mm. but i want you to share with people because you're doing some really cool things right now. You're in the middle of doing really good uh, tutorials. Like you're always doing that though, right? Are there any special ones coming up? 
Well, I'm in the middle of uh, – I did a five-day challenge last week, and my, yeah. my online course is um, open only until tomorrow night, though, so your listeners might be able to, right. to join in on that. But, yeah, no, I do run uh, all sorts of, of challenges or, you know, even uh, tutorials or webinars, masterclasses and stuff on videos. Specifically, videos for business is obviously where I, I'm at because I, I love that I started as a filmmaker, but – what I found was, the, you know, the small guy trying to, you know, start his own business or just has like a small crew of people, you know, they don't necessarily have a thousand to ten thousand dollars to get a production company in. Uh, as I think you've you've t- talked about this before, I think, Susie, in another board, uh, podcast or maybe on the side, we were talking about the whole production company thing. Yeah. And um, so I really love that now that people had smartphones, they could with just the understanding of how to actually create videos that were relevant and effective for business, they could actually do it themselves. Um, and to be honest, it's, I find it's often better that they have that training because then they know what they want their business to achieve as opposed to a videographer. Like I used to get students uh, and they, they love, you know, working for free stuff, but they really love getting pretty images <laughs> and pretty images isn't necessarily what you needed to convey a certain thing in your business to get the results you wanted. Right. Um, so that's why I love that, you know, phones came out and phones just keep getting better and better. Um, and the business owners could take advantage of it in a way that would, you know, help propel their business forward. Yeah. And, you know, like, let's say you're, you're in a, a charity organization or something like that. Yep. There is, there is nothing better than to actually approach the community or something and saying, you know, uh, why don't you record some of these things on your own and yeah them? because um, a lot of times they're creating videos to to get grants right yeah and so Absolutely. they're showing a need in that community and in order to do that you know you have videographers that are professionals that are going out and everybody knows you're paying them well to do that and they are being paid well so they want to come out with kind of like what you're saying with pretty images, very, very, and they look very poised and they look almost um, like acting in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you don't really want to do that. I, I think that it, it helps your case better when you're showing more real stuff happening. Yes. And yeah. to be able to say to participants that, you know, from the community that you want in that video and say, Hey, you know, why don't you record your next meeting or record your next um, whatever it is, that event that happens that, that you, you think would be great for us to show people that you have this need so we can get these grants to help you. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, again, it, it's um, it's part of, in you know, people coming together and connecting to share their stories because they're a part of it anyway. So they, they may as well be a part of it on the other sense, on the other side of capturing their own. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the, the stories is what it's all about. Yeah. No matter what kind of videos you're doing, you're telling a story to be honest. Yep. And if you can do it more regularly, then the more better for you. That's exactly true. And, and, you know, that's actually what businesses are doing, right? They're telling their story and sharing their stories, right? Yeah, absolutely. Is that another aspect that you also teach them when they're capturing is how to actually capture things so they can structure a story from them later? Absolutely. Yeah. So I actually do that in my, my signature course. I actually teach them sort of two ways to do videos. One being that story element, how to take your business story and actually turn it into a story that relates to people, not just like, oh, we are started the business and then we did this and then we did this. <laughs> um, actually telling it in a way that's it's it's emotional and it tells, you know, the story of, you know, the ups and downs and how it happened in a way that people can actually relate to. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Well, you're the definitely the right person. So so whether <laughs> you are creating videos or whether uh, you know, as a filmmaker or, yeah. or you're doing it, you know, you're going out and having some fun and, you know, you're practicing because, I mean, who doesn't want to put on a really cool event video when they go, you know, hey, I went to this concert, I went to this event, I went to this thing, and now I'm going to share it on, on my Facebook, my Instagram, whatever. Um, how cool is it, though, you know, 
to be able to put something out where you get more likes because they look better. Uh, yeah. To get some comments with reactions based on the fact that you are sharing a story that where I know this sounds corny, but you actually touched someone through your video, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And you never know, like your decisions have an impact greater than you ever know. So this was something I learned at a, at a course I spoke at and I was really nervous about it. I was talking, it was a video presentation thing. And still to this day, I have people go, your, your presentation like just spoke to me in such a way it's still impacting me today. And all, all you just don't realize that when you tell your story, how far the ripples go. You know, there's another thing that I just realized while you were saying that, um, two people can tell the the story about little red riding hood. I mean, Mm. we're not talking about reading it. I'm talking about telling that story. And each one of those two people are going to share that story a little bit different with a different Mm. emphasis on this and that. And they're going to, the people that are listening to that story are going to, are going to feel it differently depending on who's telling that story. So true. Yeah. So, so it's not always, I mean, because people say, I've had people say to me, Oh, well, cause I've said to people, you should share your story as a video. And they're like, well, I'm not the only person who, well, let's say you're an alcoholic, right? And you just overcame mm. that and, you know, whatever, right? So it's like, well, I'm not the only person that's an alcoholic that overcame that. It's like, no, no, you're not the only one for sure. But you're definitely had, you definitely can share a very unique side to that that no one else can or will yeah, or has. Absolutely. You know, and it may be that that one little unique part of that gets to, a group of people that never got to feel it before as many times as they've heard that particular story. Yeah. It's so true. And you can change the world. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, you, you just don't know how far it's going to go, you know? It's true. It's true. Like you do things and you just don't know. You, you're just like, you just do them and you should do them. You should be motivated somehow by, by, by yourself. You know, you yes. don't, you know, it, you should have some internal motivation to do something like sharing a story. That's for sure. Or otherwise they become very bland. Um, and, and that's part of the whole thing of your, you sharing your own Yours. stories. Yes. And when it comes to a business, I, I know there's a lot of video producers that are going to kill me for this, but <laughs> <laughs> do you really want to pay somebody $10,000? When you could do this, and especially, especially if you're only going to share it on social media. Yeah. You know, uh, if you're going to go share that on YouTube or something like that, you're probably going to get a bunch of eyes on it, you know. But you can get more eyes on it if it's really good quality. And that's where what Francesca does. Yeah. And and it's important to recognize that quality is not just the sound and the light. It's the way you in s- which you structure it and make it so that your audience can engage with it. Yeah, because there's a psychological aspect, which is the science of, of creating videos and sharing Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. there's, there's art, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's talent, but then there's the skill, and that, that's the science part, and you want to have that effect on people, especially if you're selling a product. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. So, And by the way, you got to go to... Um, you got to go check out, what's the name of your website again? It's getaheadmedia.com. That's it. Get out. That easy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys have no reason to forget this. Getaheadmedia.com mm-hmm. and, and check out. And she's got a lot of great advice um, for marketing too. You know, like yeah. how, how many seconds and how you, you know, you give advice on there about how many, how, you know, saying the word you. When you're, yeah. when you're speaking to people and the impact that has, what are some other ones really quick? Um, that's one of the, that's one of the big ones. You want to use it in the first like three to five seconds using the word you is yeah. one of the really big ones. Um, another one is, well, it all comes down to, you have to know how best to speak to your audience in the first three to 10 seconds. And that's using questions or facts or comedy to hook them in at the beginning. Yeah, you want to connect with your audience within 
like that. Because, yeah. Or that's otherwise, what you it's true because otherwise, just like that, they're out. They're gone. Yep. They, they scrolled past your video or they clicked on another page or whatever it was. Yep. Because we're not the only ones on YouTube. There are gazillion people in videos to see on YouTube. So if you haven't mm -hmm. captured somebody by then, then, um, you know, they're just going to leave. I, yeah. I got to take my own advice too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Francesca, it's been wonderful catching up with you. It's always so much fun talking to you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and listen to, you know, go through our podcast, go back to March last year, <laughs> last yeah, last year, year. before yeah, Film was... Festival to get the next one. <laughs> um, I think we actually talk about specifically videos in business, I think, in that one. Yeah, I know we did. And yeah, um, yeah we were talking about, yeah, we had a lot of fun on that one too. And it was very informative. Um, and this one is too. And And again, if you're coming to our film festival or any other film festivals, um, weddings, whatever, um, <laughs> and if you want a refresher, you know, if you want to go deeper, definitely get in touch with, um, go to New Zealand, get in touch yeah. with. <laughs> luckily, I'm also you... available online. You can talk to me online. <laughs> right. I was going to say, Don't luckily you can here. do it online. <laughs> Although that, that would be a dream, you know, to go out there where, uh, yeah. you know. To New Zealand, such a beautiful to Welly, place. To Wellywood, where Welly all the films are made. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? Everything's epic. <laughs> yes, that's all right. All right. And hey, followers, uh, listeners, uh, patrons, if you're not a patron, go subscribe, um, you know, to our Patreon page so you can listen to all these other bonus podcasts. And that's actually where we're going to go right now. Mm -hmm. So say goodbye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>